Okay, hello everyone. Uh, now we're back after almost a year of a pause. And today I have lovely Marta with me. Welcome to my podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So um, as a disclaimer again to my lovely listeners, I like to say that I have not listened to a podcast before in my life. So whatever you're going to listen to is my interpretation of what I think a podcast is podcast is so uh just a little disclaimer and i don't plan anything as i told you also yeah. we didn't plan this it's just <laughs> showing up at my place having fika and talking chit-chatting and towards the end i'm going to ask you some stockholm specific questions sounds good to me great so uh, let's get to know marta a little bit who is marta who are you oh who is marta <laughs> Where do I start, right? Well, <laughs> the first thing uh, that comes to mind, I think, is uh, a traveler. I think that's the best way I would describe myself. Uh, traveler in the, in the sense that I love to travel, I love adventure, uh, but also that the way I've, I've gone through life and what brought me here in Stockholm has always been this desire for journeying through life in a way that's a little bit different than ordinary so a sense of adventure and exploration and just kind of going for it so uh that's uh, <laughs> that's the first thing that comes to mind and uh, in a more practical sense i'm a, a content creator and a social media influencer over at a girl who travels shameless plug no but i will absolutely <laughs> also share so that you get to see my Instagram account. i'm also a travel and lifestyle writer um, that pretty much sums it up. I'll ask some more questions later on because I know you're also working on a book, or is that a secret? It's not, okay. no, not at all. Uh, I've actually finished it, oh, which is did. very exciting. Oh, great. I'm now okay. waiting for my agent to, uh, yeah, do her magic Perfect. and hopefully get oh. back to me with some exciting news. So nice. it's, uh, yeah. That's great. We can also add a link of that once it's That'll available. That'll be fantastic. Thank you. And um, also on funny news, uh, the way we met, because usually I have... Uh, I have been interviewing, I mean, as mm -hmm. you know, to friends, and I talk a little bit about how we met, mm -hmm. and this is a great one, actually. Do you uh, want to tell how we met? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny, actually. So, uh, the first time I found out about you was for your podcast on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah, I was uh, taking a stroll down uh, San Eliksgotan, uh, which is a street in... Um, uh, Vasistan, and uh, yeah, it just popped up on my uh, Spotify feed, and I started so listening, <laughs> and I thought, oh wow, this is so interesting, and I think I've reached out to you yeah. over on Instagram just exactly. to say hi, and uh, a year later, I'm here on the podcast, which is great, this a lot is awesome. of attraction I'm, as well. <laughs> yeah, so happy you reached out, and also I think it was the episode of uh, the one with Daniela, that I joined. Yes, yeah, that's so. the one. So that's great. So yeah. shout out to Daniela as well. Hiya. Uh, but it was great that you reached out. That was the first time it happened yeah. and the last time. So sorry <laughs> if anyone else wants to reach out. It was. More than happy. But uh, when we first met, you also told me about how much you've been traveling. And mm -hmm. it was crazy. Like you lived in where? You lived in Italy. Yeah, Italy, uh, Florence. Uh, oh, it was amazing. lovely. Uh, yeah, I'm originally from Poland, mm -hmm. but uh, I moved when I was 19. So just a couple of years ago, just like two years ago, two years <laughs> it's ago, not been that long. Just managed to squeeze in a lot of travel in between. Uh, yeah, England. I've I've lived in the UK the longest. I think that's where I moved to study, and then, uh, yeah, I quit my job to travel, which was mm -hmm. the sort of starting point of all my little adventures. And yeah, I lived in Italy, New mm -hmm. York, uh, 
months. When you were also a couple of months. Oh. Yeah, yeah. New York was really fun. I kind of accidentally ended up moving to New York after <laughs> my trip for India. It wasn't that a plan. Sounds amazing. Uh, accidentally. Yeah. So a couple of different places and uh, London, and now I'm here in Stockholm. That's amazing. Welcome. Thank <laughs> so, you. Very happy to be here. And how long has it been now that since you moved? Because you were here a couple of times before. Yes. So I haven't. I visited for just a couple of days. That was back in 2018, okay. I think. Was it 2019? 2018, I mm. think. And uh, it was so interesting. I actually stayed just from the corner from where oh, I recorded nice. in. Um, uh, in a hotel at my atelier, okay, and I cool. still remember the the evening I've arrived. It was raining and the clouds just you know cleared out, and I left the hotel and I remember strolling down to Gamla Stan and looking at the city. It was so interesting. It was this this feeling of this really strong connection that uh, I haven't felt with many places before, and it felt special. So I wanted to explore that, and uh, I certainly did. What <laughs> what happened was I. Flew back to London, woke up the next day, decided to book a one-way flight and stayed for about a That's month or so. That's pretty brave, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I mean, it just, it just made sense. I was mm. I felt really privileged being able to do that. I work remotely, so That's of course true. that was that made it a lot easier. Um, but I just I just thought that, you know, in life there's there's those moments that you can overlook them or you can follow the feeling and see where it takes you. And again, going back to that adventure kind of spirit, I've always been a believer that those things happen for a reason and they are there for you to explore. So that's what I did. And uh, a year later, I decided to amazing. move. <laughs> that's really amazing. And uh, can you see yourself? This is such a kind of like an almost annoying question I've been seen over the years. <laughs> And now I feel like, oh wow, I've been uh, Swedified now. Just asking this, uh, are you you're planning on staying here for the time being, right? Yes, definitely. Okay, that was the plan before right. I even moved. I, as in, I knew that for me to move, that mm -hmm. would mean I'm, I'm staying for a for a longer time, which which means a lot. I think coming from someone that spent most of their twenties mm -hmm. traveling and moving around, and I'm sure that whoever's listening that's ever been in the same position they'll be able to connect to that and understand it's, it's, you know, I never thought I would find a place that I love enough to settle down for more than a couple of years, but Stockholm really feels that way, even on cold, dark, yeah. awesome days like today. <laughs> that is great. I, I hope your passion and love for Stockholm <laughs> continues on this level. It's this and well, coffee. Exactly. That's what keeps me going. <laughs> but I have to say, it's really nice when, for me at least, when I meet people that recently have moved to Stockholm, mm -hmm. it makes me appreciate the city once again. Also, when I go away from Stockholm, mm -hmm. and then I'm like, oh, I actually miss Stockholm. Because after oh. a while, I think I lost the honeymoon bit. I still love it here. That's obviously yeah. why I'm here. But you know, it gets easier to complain about little things mm -hmm. or, well, little things. The weather is <laughs> a major thing that can be annoying. But I really like that with you, for instance, and with some other people I know that are new Stockholmers, mm -hmm. It's really nice to see it through your eyes. When mm -hmm. I see your Instagram feed and stuff, I'm like, oh, that's true. That's a cozy spot. Like, I get yeah. reminded of it, you know. As a as a local, I, I get reminded of how beautiful Stockholm mm -hmm. is. So I really appreciate that. It and, is a beautiful uh, city. Yeah. I hope it stays this way. Mm -hmm. uh, but you said before also that you have been working remotely before, so it was easy for you to come here. Yeah. Has now, by the way, for the listeners, it's been a long time since we last <laughs> spoke, but uh, obviously we're... In the middle of a pandemic, global, uh, has Corona had any effect in how you work or like 
how you've been maybe experiencing the town, how oh, it's yeah, changed definitely. definitely. First of all, I feel so privileged to be able to live in Sweden around this time. I think Sweden must be the only place left in the entire world <laughs> where there's been no lockdown. And yeah. uh, initially I was a little bit skeptical about how the government's been handling the situation, but now I 100% agree with what's being done. And I feel very lucky in that sense because I've seen the impact uh, the corona politics had on people's mental health, mm -hmm. not to mention bank accounts, <laughs> which is obviously connected. Yeah. Uh, but of course, no, it's, it's impacted my business and a lot of what I do is related to travel. So I had to make a switch to focusing more on uh, other parts of the business. I've always believed on having multiple income streams. Mm -hmm. So that has definitely helped this year, but I think it's 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 been a tough year overall, and it's not just you know work wise, but I think also collectively there's a lot of anxiety and stress, mm -hmm. and even when you live in a place like Sweden where there's been lesser restrictions or almost no restrictions at all, really, yeah. <laughs> you still you still feel it, and uh, you know obviously a lot of my friends live abroad. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've lived in the UK for a long time, so it's, uh, yeah, it affects you. Uh, Definitely. They have been through a lot of lockdowns, yes. actually. It's been, it's been very up and down, mm -hmm. so hopefully the situation will normalize eventually, although at this point I feel like the difficult part is defining what is normal. Exactly, and the new normal. The new normal! <laughs> I, I saw uh, some meme yeah. about someone wrote, like, how to creatively end or start an email, and it was, I hope um you're well and you're you're positive and your corona test is negative something like, <laughs> I like it. it's been so into everything it's what life. we're all hoping for <laughs> exactly so it's been crazy but the last place you lived before Stockholm was london that was london yeah and london i think is a beautiful place as well mm. and i haven't lived there i've only visited a couple of times i have a lot of friends but um how how different is it i mean it's a gigantic city obviously compared mm. to Stockholm. But what are some things that made you feel like, okay, I'm done with the city, yeah. now let's move to Stockholm? Funnily enough, it was me moving to Stockholm that made me realize I was ready to leave London. I think that the relationship I had with London is I never loved the city. Okay. I liked it. I enjoyed living there. And it was almost like, have you ever been in one of those relationships where there's no real reason to leave so you stay, <laughs> but you're not really that happy and the spark is gone and... You know, that's how I felt about London, but at the time, I... You were not in love. No, 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 the, 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 that phase was gone. Um, and then, you know, when I arrived in Stockholm, it felt like it's all kind of come to play. So Stockholm is uh, small enough for it to be easy to move around without having to spend hours Absolutely. commuting, which was a nightmare over in London, as you would imagine, just like in any other big city. Uh, but big enough not to be boring. There's always something exciting happening. And what I love about Stockholm is that each area is a little bit different. So mm -hmm. sorry that it has this kind of uh, hippie feel yeah. to it. And then you have Ostermal, which is a little bit more, you know, elegant. And, you know, if you want to go out, have a nice drink, like that's the perfect mm -hmm. place to go. Or Kungsholmen, where I live, which is a little bit more residential, but still yeah. very much central. So I love that. But I think the biggest difference for me was the balance. Uh, not just work-life balance, but also the balance between nature and city life. Uh, that's something that really spoke to me. And living in London, I never realized really that I had this, well, I've lived there for a couple of years, but the other places where I've lived as well, I never felt this need for being in nature or yeah. 
going on a walk in a forest or you know living according to seasons which is uh what happens when you live in stockholm or in sweden in general those changes are much more pronounced Absolutely. and suddenly you feel more connected to everything around you like where i live even though it's right in the well not right in the middle of the city center but city but center very central, yeah. very central yeah there's still a just park just right by where i live and it's you know i can walk for a couple of minutes and I'm by the lake. That feels yeah, like an everyday luxury that uh, I would not be able to find in London, no matter how much I would pay for my rent, I think, <laughs> in terms of the life quality. Uh, so that for me was the, the biggest factor mm. uh, initially when I first saw the city and then the architecture. Of course, I thought it was a beautiful city, yeah, uh, but I think it was the feeling of it all. It just felt so homely and Wholesome. I think that that's the word I like to use a lot in relation to Stockholm. Very wholesome. Right. And what yeah. about the uh, lovely people of Stockholm? <laughs> yes, that's, a, that's another thing. I feel that, you know, Stockholmers, well, Swedish, Swedes and Scandinavians in general yeah. have a reputation for being a bit cold and distant, but that, is, that has not been my experience at all. I'm so surprised not to at hear all. that from you. I've, I found everyone to be so lovely and friendly and chatty, but I think you you get what you give. So, like, of yeah. course, when you move to a new city, you have to make a little bit more effort in trying to meet new people, putting yourself out there, going to events. People will talk to you if... Yeah. If you put some effort into it, and I think like attracts like, so whatever energy you give off, you're gonna attract. So and just I guess focus on that. depends on where you come from too. Like putting into perspective, I guess Londoners, or I don't know now, I'm making assumptions based on the couple of times that I've been there. They're yeah, um, probably right. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> like when it's a bigger city, I think yeah. living conditions make people more stressed and yes. more like shut up that kind of situation. Mm, when I yeah. lived in New York on the street a couple of times, I've been witnessing I mean I witnessed like very normal looking almost maybe posh people screaming like you know pardon my French like fuck <laughs> off and this I'm like wow this woman is just like that I was like that is happening next to me and they were both screaming at each other just because like the one didn't open the like door or whatever so yeah. that kind of stuff never happens in Stockholm I'd say also no. because people are more I mean, if they're aggressive, they're usually passive aggressive as well. Like, no one will shout out unless they're drunk. Yeah. But what I was trying to say is that I think what one is used to also affects what's the new uh, norm. So my best friend who lives in New York, when she visited also, she was like, oh my God, everyone says Swedes are so like shy and like they they don't talk. Mm. Everyone's been so sweet today and everyone speaks English, which is, of course, they do. They, yeah. they have amazing English. So it's very interesting how um, your reference point is, mm. like how it's an it's kind of um, it's it's a reason to how you perceive how Swedish people are. But I agree. I mean, I, I make fun maybe, I joke around <laughs> like I do with Turkish people as well on certain things. But they're absolutely very um, polite. I'd yeah, say. Very mellow. Yeah, as well. Yeah, so happy to hear that. Mm -hmm. But uh, though I have to say, in terms of communication mm -hmm. skills, I wouldn't say they're as um, smooth as, let's say, Italians or like Southerns. Yeah, I, that I don't mm -hmm. know how you feel about that. I mean, where I lived in in Italy, Florence, it's a little bit different than the mm -hmm. rest of the country. So okay. yes, people are really open and chatty, but not quite as much as maybe in southern Italy okay. or some other parts. I don't know why that is, but uh, 
Florence is quite known for that. They're still really lovely, but maybe not the sort of typical sovereign Italian mm -hmm. temperament that people often tend to associate yeah. with the entire Italy. Um, so that's true, but I wouldn't necessarily compare them to, I mean, North and South are Absolutely. so different yeah. in terms of yeah. how you Absolutely. express yourself. And uh, But what I really like about sweets is that sense of realness, I think. Uh, that's what I really like. Like once you become friends with a Swede, you know that this friendship means something. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, and I think that's really lovely. So you know, there, the, the sh it, it may seem like there's a hard shell you need mm -hmm. to crack initially, but once you do, they're there for life. You won't be able to get Absolutely. rid of them. That's, that's, <laughs> that is so true. But what about rest of Scandinavia? Have you also been to? I assume you have, like the Norway. I haven't traveled to oh, Norway. I would love to. I would also love to. Can't at the moment. Oh, actually, no. I think they've lived in Canada. I think they might have. So for the listeners, uh, since Sweden has been very flexible with under the corona crisis um, or pandemic, uh, Norway and Denmark didn't let Swedes in the country because they were wearing more like masks and like they had more restrictions. But now maybe, maybe I they're open. They I'm not sure. Have, maybe. I'm not sure. I know it's you can travel just for work. Yes, I would love to see it. You would love it. Um, yeah, I've been to Denmark. Yeah. I loved it. I went to Copenhagen. Very colorful and vibrant yeah. city. I feel like in in terms of fashion and self expression, they're a little bit more out there than the Swedes. I, That's I for sure. Feel that they're more like Germans than. Now I'll get mm. judged by this, but I feel like they're <laughs> close to somewhere else the German culture sometimes when I. Uh -huh. In their communication style and in I don't know maybe it's the language too, even though it's close obviously closer to mm -hmm. Swedish the pronunciation you know, they have this. Um, they, they tell themselves that they speak as they have potatoes, hot potatoes. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, hot But you liked it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed beautiful. it. I, I liked it not as much as Stockholm. <laughs> Still a beautiful city for whoever's listening from Copenhagen. It's, it's much more beautiful than Copenhagen, absolutely. Sorry, I have to say that. <laughs> I have to agree on that. But still wonderful. Um, I've been to Finland, which I know is not Scandinavia. I didn't know actually yeah. up until earlier this year. Uh, yeah. Finland's biggest, uh, best kept secret, so, but still a Nordic <laughs> country. Nordic, but not Scandinavian. No, no. Uh, I've been to Helsinki a couple of times. One of my good friends lives there, so uh, it's I really like travel. Helsinki too. Absolutely. Yeah, great food scene. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. I, I love it. It has changed also so much mm. in the last ten years. I have a very close friend too. Haley, hi Haley. She won't listen to this, but I hope she does. <laughs> um, so I, I've been going to this music festival flow that they have um, usually at the end of, I think, July or August mm -hmm. each year. And I can see that it has evolved so much in the last, I don't know, eight to ten years. Mm -hmm. I think my first flow was 2012. And each year there's so many new restaurants mm -hmm. and like food concepts. It's, it's insane. So nice. Even for this music festival, like a big part of why I'm going is, apart from obviously music in the arts, is the food scene. Mm -hmm. They have amazing food mm -hmm. at a music festival. That's great. So absolutely, Helsinki is, yeah. people should see that too. Really nice. Uh, I was also going to ask you, now that we've already started talking about Stockholm, mm -hmm. uh, naturally, uh -huh. what is your, I mean you already said nature is mm -hmm. important and like obviously it's a beautiful city and mm -hmm. people are lovely too, but what would be the most lovely thing about Stockholm for you? Oh, 
it's a tough one. It's a it's a tough one. I I would say it's the uh, mix of architecture because it's mm. just so beautiful. Those pasta colored turn of the century buildings of Vasistan and Kulsholmen is beautiful. So it's a mix of that, and I think the culture because I find that. A mix of you know how the city looks that's the first thing you notice and the culture they kind of intertwine in this lovely way that fills up the the, the, the city spirit I suppose so one of the first thing I noticed when I first came to Stockholm actually when I was staying just around the corner at Hotel Rival yeah. uh, I think it was a Monday morning and I was up at 8 or whatever uh, just walking around the around the area and the cafes were filled with people so everyone was you know having their morning fika catching up with friends before heading off to work again that's something you can do here in Stockholm mm. because it's small enough for you to make it possible so me coming from London where my commute would take an hour or two depending where I was traveling it, it just seemed incredible and what I love is that I mean this isn't just a typical Stockholm thing it's a Swedish thing I think it's that balance of uh, work and life but that's still Stockholm is the biggest city over in Sweden so it, I wouldn't say it's necessarily typical for a larger yeah. city to also incorporate that but people very much do so when you're out and about you can really see that you know it's it's not just about the pretty buildings it's about maybe taking the time to enjoy it I'm not sure if that's how people see it <laughs> the Stockholmers but that's that's how it looks from my perspective every time you take a little mm -hmm. moment to you know sit down grab a coffee or meet up with a friend or you know gym before work the very fact you can actually do it and still get yeah. to work on time that's amazing so I would say again the lifestyle mm. combined with how beautiful the city is and then of course you have you know the nature you have mm. the amazing food scene and yeah uh, but I think those two together Great. are a really good mix <laughs> what about the most shocking thing you experienced or you uh you know I thought like I had people ask me that, and I honestly can't think of any. I thought it was a very interesting question. No, I haven't no it is it. absolutely. It's, it's really interesting, but you know what it is. Growing up in Poland, uh, the Polish and Swedish like culture in terms of food, uh, or maybe even like some elements of lifestyle are actually really similar. Really? Oh, okay. So I things like you know the, the herring and all the the food mm. snaps. I the things that people usually. Uh, point out as maybe a little bit different or no oh. shoes in the house or whatever it is to Not me it's just kind of normal yeah yeah I would say that's, uh, that's there hasn't been anything, there hasn't been anything no. particularly shocking I think I mean of course there were little things here and there that were a little bit maybe surprising but I can't think of any anything specific okay. right now uh, I guess you know I expected pe people to feel a little bit more cold and distance because that's the stereotype but that was not the case at all Oh, system blockage! That was a surprise. Was <laughs> Wait, that's yeah. that's one right. There. I was aware of it, but experiencing okay. it was a whole different thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So systemic. Uh, oh, prices. I guess that's yeah. just boring example, but that's again I, comes to mind. It's very legit. I miss getting my nails done <laughs> the way I did in London every other week. I was at the nail salon. Yeah, it's a different story. Uh, but I'm not sure if that's cultural. I guess that's just yeah. Yeah, specific so absolutely yeah, yeah. statement for me too. Yeah. I knew, but doesn't help the fact that it's uh, painful to it, <laughs> plan. It, yeah, or, yeah, you have to buy in bulk. <laughs> exactly. Fashion is another interesting one, I think. Uh, 
this is another thing I love about Stockholm. Mm. Actually, when I first moved here, I thought, hey, this is great. I never have to worry about what to wear. As oh. long as I'm wearing black, okay, I'm right. good. <laughs> well, to That's a point. That's true, to a point. It's <laughs> yeah. absolutely, yeah. Uh, so very kind of androgynous in a way, but also, yeah, kind of toned down. It's nice. It's almost like you don't have to think. Exactly. Now what that you, you said it, I remember, like, <laughs> when was it you posted a story where you were doing a little mini poll about is this okay to wear pajamas or not? Oh, that's right. How did you feel? Did you feel very underdressed, I'd say? A little bit. I was, uh, yeah, I went for a stroll along Normala Strand with my morning coffee and my PJs because I was, I was too sleepy to change. And uh, that's very close to where I live. Uh, so for me, it just felt like a stroll down my neighborhood. But then I thought, oh, wait, people are actually dressed up and yeah. sat around cafes. And oh, but, oh well, it's okay. Because <laughs> I remember once um, I was quite sick and I went to the grocery store, which was super close to me, 100 meters pretty much. Mm. And then it wasn't even like pajama pajamas. It didn't have, mm. you know, like it could have been, you know, like I could have been jogging with those. Mm. But I remember having... Mm looks I was like what is this I'm not naked why are you because you know okay sure it's hipster here and what but I was like that was one step too far that was not okay I'm like okay so then it was the yeah. last time I did it but um I mean I wouldn't care I would go today now too but I I just when you posted it I thought of it and I yeah. said to myself hmm, probably not okay not okay of course <laughs> it is okay you could wear whatever you want but the yeah. fact that you felt it maybe <laughs> Worked it out. What about favorite cafes and restaurants in Stockholm? Ooh, right. Starting with cafes. Um, Petrus. Spaghetti oh, Petrus. Petrus always a favorite. So love it. Um, I love Petit France, which is a oh, yeah. small uh, cafe just, again, just around the corner from Norrmalerstrand. It has a really interesting history. It was Stockholm's first. Uh, I guess you would call it a communal house. Mm-hmm. So it was I a combination. Yeah, it was a combination of like a laundry. They had a communal laundry, kindergarten, I think. And what's really interesting is that they had this little food lift. Oh, they have that. So and they amazing. still they have still it. Have it. it still works. Yeah. So if you live in the buildings yes. in the in the apartments above the flat, they would just amazing. send it up. Yeah. So I love that. I love when the there's a you know history to the places um i visit oh i love ritorno conditori oh yeah vasa parken there's something magical about this place it just yeah. kind of feels like it's not changed since i think the 50s that's when it was it's really pretty there was actually one uh co- like similar to that one in Odenplan, and then they made it into a cat castle oh my so god I know. Vina, um, what was the what name, was the name? I, don't remember the name. I visited it, was, it, it on my beautiful. first trip i loved it Oh, just I know exactly which place you mean, right? It Very was, art decor. Yes, it was amazing, and now it became a cat cafe. It was an old old couple mm. who had it, and mm. they hadn't changed the furniture for mm. like I don't know fifty years at mm. least. And then now I haven't. I don't know if they kept the furniture. No, no, they didn't. I went in to check, and it was yeah. So I refused exciting. to go to this place. But so I know exactly exciting. which place you mean. I forgot the name of it now, but I got to see it on my first. Good, good. I was so, so I was so upset. Yeah, it's really sad. So, what mm. other cafes? Any other? Oh, or what other cafes? I mean, there's so many. Uh, there's a really cute cafe that's actually more. Uh, well, it's in Ekero. Oh. And it's called Rosenkiel, and it's kind of it's, I, it's really I want to go there. I, yeah, I saw it, but it was a bit it's a bit far, right? It's it's quite far oh, out. But if you're in a mood for a little yeah. day trip, there's also this beautiful 
a uh, lake slash lagoon. It's called La Lagoon. Yes, Lagoon. I also see it's that. not too far away, so mm. it's it's stunning. The water looks like literally looks like this transdescent kind of blue green color. It doesn't feel like you're in Ooh. Sweden at all. It looks very nice. Tropical. Uh, tropical, yeah, Caribbean almost. Uh, so that cafe is lovely. So out of town, but I think it's, well, in theory, it's still kind of a part of Stockholm. It is amazing. You can, I think, like, pick your own apples and stuff. Yeah, you can bring your own apples there and press them. And oh, really? It's very, yeah, there's a big hipster community. Nice. Hipster or hippie. Um, both? Both. I'm not sure which word is <laughs> described it better. But it's really lovely. Wow. Um there's actually, there's another place, like a garden, well, very different in terms of how it feels, but it also comes with a garden where you can pick up your own fruit and veg, and that's the uh, uh, cafe near the... Yeah, Ulrichsdal. Yeah, near the castle. It's okay. really lovely. Forgot the name of it now. Beautiful. Uh, I yeah, check that one. There's a lot of beautiful places. And you know, now that winter's coming, I'm looking yeah. more into wine bars, yeah. wine and cheese. Yeah. My favorite one is, again, just around the corner from uh, where I live. It's called Dali by Vinyas. So that's an amazing place. They oh. have a list of 1,000 wines on the menu, and then they pair the cheese with your wine. Ooh. The cheese comes from a, uh, from a store they own that's called Vinyas. So again, just okay. around the corner. It's really nice. Agnes, yeah. another nice place. It's more of a bar. Mm-hmm. But super nice. Uh, Porto. Where's another that one? That's a Porto, one. that's uh, San Elixplan. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's by the, by the archway. Like it's yeah. beautiful, yes. And then there's a bar. Like, I think that I think it's owned by the same mm-hmm. owner, just right across from it. But that restaurant is beautiful. I think. It's stunning. Yeah. So, obviously, you can go there for maybe like... Do they open for, for lunch? I think they open for lunch, I've only been there for dinner, but I think... Yeah. They must. Really nice feel and mm. and then you know obviously the classics like I don't know. Donald. Yeah, yeah, that's that's always nice. I mean there's just so many places. I've probably forgotten so many by now. It's hard to and, yeah, <laughs> think of them on the spot, but yeah, you can spend days just going over, you know, the yeah, Stockholm food scene and what about partying? Oh, I uh not sure if this is a popular opinion. <laughs> depend no. depend depending on where you live in Stockholm I guess. But I love Sturplon and mm. the whole area along uh Strandwagen. I just think yeah. it's you know, especially in the summer where all the boat bars are mm. open. I love it. Uh, it's beautiful. It's really fun, and I think what I like about it the most is that you know everything is kind of in one place, so you can start at one bar and then mm-hmm. slowly make your way up to another. So it's great. Uh, Strandbrigga, that's where I've yeah. spent most of my summer days when it comes to it's cocktails, yeah. evening cocktails. It's really lovely. Um, yes, I would say that's probably my favorite mm-hmm. area. Sturahoff, again, a classic, but I love their seafood, so why not? And mm-hmm. it's a nice place to start your evening, I think, because you can sit down and people mm-hmm. watch a bit, and then you can make your way over to the water. But there's also nice places in Soder. I yeah. find that, you know, I, I actually stayed in Soder for about, I think, a month and a half when mm-hmm. I came here the second yeah. time, near Zinke's Dam, and I loved it. Uh, I haven't been traveling here quite as much now that I moved to the northern side of town. I feel like that's what happens because most of my friends yeah. live there and even though it's so close, you just don't do it. But there's this really cool bar. Oh, I forgot the name of it. Roxy? 
Roxy. I almost want Why to don't know. I, know that? I might <laughs> be lying. That may not be what it's called at I, all. Mm -hmm. But it's basically this um beautiful oh no, no, it's not called Roxy at all. <laughs> Miss Brown and Neil six ten. It's just oh. along the water. Okay. It has palm trees and this very oh, kind of I Caribbean vibe. I, I should check that out. I, I so saw the Malachitan uh, basically. Nice. It's really nice and it's just a short walk from Maria Bay. So if you want to yeah, you know, combine the two things, a little walk and then a drink. That's really lovely. Yes. Oh, and Thai boats. Thai boats. Yeah, really that's fun. fine. That's, that's always a favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have like this fake, or not maybe not fake, but like sand and stuff. And I love it. They have gigantic cocktails. It's really fun. It's fun. Yeah. I wonder, I guess they're open year round, right? That would be nice. Uh, yeah. Are they open in winter? That would be really, really fun. That would be really cool, actually. I've wow. only been there in the summer. Me but... too. What about any, I mean, that also probably would count as Soho, I guess, but anywhere around like Victoria or so that you've been Ooh, or... uh, very boring urban Delhi. Along your target. Yeah, just urban Delhi. There's a, oh, no, wait, there's a place kind of opposite new urban Delhi. What's it? Yeah, it's a new sex. Yes, that's yeah. the one. That's the one. Yeah. Great food. Great. Also, great stuff, I have to say. Shout out to them. <laughs> They're amazing. Every time I've been there, they've mm. been so sweet and trying to, you know, accommodate me and my friends and always the best I, I really love both the food and the mm. service it's an amazing place yeah and that whole area is great I think especially in the summer yeah it's um, really fun to hang out and then again summer. yeah if you want to go on a stroll you have us go on Gatan and all those other beautiful places from the 1800s it's just so nice it's so beautiful yeah and what about then more you know touristic attractions oh well in terms of the sort of if you had friends visiting from London yeah. or Italy, where would you take them, oh, apart from the cafe? Yeah, I think I would want them to see the more local areas, actually. Mm -hmm. But of course, like Maria Bay, uh, Ivarlos, is it called Park? Yeah. So it's the, the small, oh, it's the most mm -hmm. beautiful little park hovering over uh, the cliffs of mm -hmm. Sardar with beautiful views of Gamlastan. Yeah. I actually am not a big fan of Gamlastan itself. Oh. I think it's because, I mean, it's beautiful. Oh, cool. But touristy. I think, yeah, and I also think that the way that it looks, it feels like it could be anywhere else mm -hmm. in the world. It could be Italy, Spain, Maybe. I mean, it has a Disneyland Poland. effect to it. Yeah, I mean, it's lovely and there's a lot of history there, which yeah. is super interesting. Um, but I think it's more interesting to check out the more kind of local yeah. quotation marks uh, areas like you know Rakhistan. Still yeah. a lot of history. That's where Astrid Lindgren used to live. So if you're interested in that, you know um, where else? But definitely the viewpoints. I feel yeah, like because Stockholm has such an interesting topography. So you have the hills in Söder where you can see all those mm -hmm. beautiful views and. Uh, going on a trip to the archipelago, I think, is a must as well because it's yeah. so unique that you can actually get to do it in Stockholm. So, yeah. have a little stroll to Nibroplan and, and sit down. Bus also, yeah. To the oh, you could, yeah, that's yeah. what I did. I took a bus to Faxholm oh, nice. uh, over the summer and a boat, but uh, yeah, you can get cool. it by bus. I think that's quite unique. So, exploring the city mm -hmm. through the sort of you know the uniqueness that yeah. it has to offer it's is sweet. really fun. And then, of course, there's museums, but I would leave those for winter mm -hmm. or, or autumn when it gets a bit darker and you have the canals and you go in and, and so many beautiful I haven't places. done 
Or I haven't taken any of those um, boats and stuff. Could be fun actually. It's be a really fun. Yeah. Oh, it's city now. Yeah, it's it's That'd really exciting. Where do they go? So they like from Stavanger, you can take them, right? Yeah, from that and also. Uh, no, I think the ones from Sweden only go to Yurgården. Yeah, exactly. They go yeah. through. Yeah, you're right. Yurgården. So, so they don't have those sightseeing ones. It's no. more commute. Yeah. Specific ones. So they depart from yeah Nevroplan and also oh, it's like other places. I think somewhere near, not National Museum, but some oh. other area. I usually take them, yeah, I, I usually take them oh, okay. by the so yeah, Now I know what you mean, yeah, probably um, by... Uh, Strong Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, yeah. But... Okay. And then there's the water taxis and... I mean, the, the very first uh, archipelago island I think it's within literally 10, mm. 15 minutes. And, okay, maybe not 10, 15, but it's really it's close. Still, yeah. You can head there and relax and have That's a... Sweet meal and come back i love that so yeah. it's it's fun and you've been also because of your work to your uh, job mm. you've been also of course um discovering rest of sweden too mm -hmm. and i remember there was this beautiful floating what was it Patel? oh yes so I, where was that uh that was down in oh my gosh Smallland, okay. I would like to say. Was uh, that was stunning, yes. So uh, it's a part of the Ramoa Adventure Village mm -hmm. Complex. It's beautiful. Uh, it, was, it was amazing. I mean, the guy who designed it is a, uh, an engineer, so he just thought, okay, like, let me, let me come up with something new. Uh, there's actually another floating hotel, which I Oh, forgot about a little bit, which is unfortunate seeing as I actually stayed there two years ago, <laughs> and that is on Lohusan Archipelago. Oh. But that hotel, it floats on water, but it, it, it's attached to well, it's attached, it sits right by the shore. Mm. What's unique about this hotel is that it is literally a single room hotel that floats right in the middle of the lake. It's Amazing. like a cabin. Such a great like it's, it's so fun. You can only get there by boat. Uh <laughs> it has huge windows, so a huge so ceiling cool. window yeah. and a you know uh big window at the mm -hmm. front. And what's really fun is at night and obviously the sky is mm -hmm. covered with stars because there's no, there's no air pollution, no nothing. So me and my so friends we stayed there and yeah, we're looking at the moon and the moon kept changing position every couple of minutes and we're like wait what's happening and we remembered of course like we're on this floating thing it's like what's happening uh yeah such a fun idea i mean there's there's so many amazing places in sweden um one of my uh kind of bucket list mm -hmm. destinations was also in, in west sweden i love west sweden was staying at one of the 74 hour cabins so it's basically a glass cabin in the middle of the woods uh -huh. by the lake and the concept, I think, uh, comes from a research. Uh, was it the Karolinska Institute? So, some yeah. researchers did this whole study on how staying in nature can really decrease your stress levels. Mm -hmm. And what they did is they put people in high stress jobs, so nurses, lawyers, mm -hmm. uh, policemen, uh, into those glass huts for 74 hours, just to spend some time in nature. And then they measured the stress levels before and afterwards, and well, I mean, surprise, no surprise, greater, surprise. Wow, it's worked. <laughs> I, I would have been a happy test subject. Yeah, for that, yeah, so. I would sign up for that as well.
sounds amazing. So that was amazing. And yeah, I love Stockholm so much. So it was really fun to explore the rest mm. of the country uh, and get a little confirmation that it's not just Stockholm that I love. It's really, like there's Beautiful. so many other places in Sweden yeah. that are, you know, wonderful. And yeah. If you could change one thing about Stockholm, what would you change? Oh, I think it would have to be the weather. <laughs> I mean, I love the change of seasons, but if we could make winter at least two or three months shorter, that would be great. <laughs> and the darkness that comes oh, with it. Yes. I think for me, the darkness is worse. Same. I don't mind. I mean, I'm used to cold. I love snow and cold. Mm. If it's dry cold, I love it. But mm. this light situation, I can't. Oh, God, no. After 10 years, I'm like, oh, I have my wake-up lights. But yeah, same. It's, it's, I mean, it helps, I think. I don't know if it's placebo or not. I don't care. I'm happy that it helps. But still, it's, I mean, I have to work out a lot or, like, go out. Or mm. I have to actively push myself to mm. feel awake when mm -hmm, it's this mm -hmm. dark. It's, I feel the same way. When the coffee intake goes yes. up, I'm already addicted to it. Exactly. I, I, I never went, had the coffee, like, mm. you know, I never drank coffee before Sweden. No, there you go. It's a good place to start. Yeah. I used to be addicted to coffee, and I was so happy that I finally managed to stop. And then after five years, I'm here, and it started all over again. <laughs> drinking coffee. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's the best way to get out of bed, I guess, in winter. But, yeah, the, the lack of natural mm -hmm. light. I mean, of course, the rest of Europe is also dark but i find that the darkness here is somehow darker <laughs> it feels I know, right? denser yes it's i yeah. agree it's i don't know somehow it's darker maybe it's also because at least in the city center you don't have like really tall buildings and stuff that would be like yeah. you know lit up somehow or that might be it maybe i don't know it's more yeah, definitely i'm starting to feel it again now so i'm yeah. like okay i've got a coffee machine yeah. and Got my uh, you do your morning workout. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, sweet. And we'll manage. I, I think so. I hope so. We will. <laughs> and uh, final question about your book. Is it about Stockholm? What is it? Yes, about? Uh, it's actually a combination of a guide to Stockholm mm -hmm. and a self development book. Okay. So the book talks about finding happiness through small everyday moments and I refer to this concept, if you can call it that, as sustainable happiness. So mm -hmm. sustainable happiness that can be sustained day to day, uh, that doesn't have to be defined by huge achievements or milestones with everyday things like waking up early and putting your coffee on and you know, letting that smell fill up the room and seeing the light coming through the windows and all those little things. And I talk about, so so the Stockholm guide part, I, it's more of a guide to Stockholm through emotions and those feelings of happiness and joy rather than just me uh, explaining what restaurant is the best place to, I don't know, have meatballs yeah. or whatever it is yeah. you want to you wanna have. It's more about... Uh, like a lifestyle and happiness guide for the mm -hmm. city so if you go to this place this is how you will feel or this area will you know mm -hmm. help you explore the feelings nice. of so and so and when i combine that with you know a section on the swedish culture and what i've mentioned just before uh living according to the seasons which yeah. i think comes as a no-brainer for those who live in stockholm for a long time or stockholmers is just a part of everyday life but i think for me coming from the UK or Italy or outside of Scandinavia, basically, you notice it so much more and you notice how it affects your life and yeah, grounds you absolutely. and it's lovely. And then the self-development part is about how you can then recreate those feelings back home. So 
this whole concept of sustainable happiness, it's not Stockholm specific, mm. you can feel it anywhere. So it talks about how you can take that out and parts of the Swedish culture that I talked about before, mm. like Fika and kind of, you know, the balance of all things and enjoy that wherever you are, even in a busy city like exactly. London or New York. So now that you said Fika <laughs> and stuff, I'm thinking of all the Lusse Cafe. Uh, <gasps> they started selling them yes, already. they did. <laughs> And soon, well, not that soon, but there's going to be Senna also. Oh, I'm a big fan. Yeah, my favorite is Rosa Cafe, I think. If I could have more saffron and more raisins. More, I would say, like, yeah, guilt-free. Not completely guilt-free, but more so than a Senna. And, okay, final, final question. How is your Swedish, by the way? Have you started learning Oh, gosh. Well, I started started multiple times, and I failed multiple times, but I've decided, you know what, um... Spring, well, it's not winter time, just shit, but it's getting dark, it's getting cold, that it was impossible mm. to improve over the summer. So, once November hits, that's when I'm gonna get back to my books and start studying. I have a goal of being able to speak fluent Swedish within, I would say, well, I would want it to be two and a half years since moving okay. here, which, that's, isn't, that's even, which that's... isn't even that ambitious, I think. I mean, it, no. it, realistically, if I put my effort into it, I could do it within a year or Absolutely. less. You could definitely. You just get so incredibly lazy. It's, know. Um, it's you know, everyone I, speaks English. Absolutely. I was playing, uh, like, I play tennis with this mm. um, old woman, and I mean, two of them are quite old, elderly, and nowhere else in the world okay maybe in Norway or so it, it could but like these women not only they're really old mm-hmm. but they're so fit and amazing yeah. and like playing tennis they have mm-hmm. amazing technique but also so fluent in English yeah, it's great. and I explained to her like what service design was and this and that she's just like talking as if she's yeah. 25 years old it's I mean, very impressive she's probably 75 years old like it makes you so lazy in Sweden against you know mm-hmm. learning Swedish because you don't need it anywhere at no. all no age group is yeah. know, lacking any English skills so. it's true it's true but I also do find that you know for, for you to fully feel like okay this is you know I'm a part of this absolutely sitting now you need to be able to express yourself and Definitely. understand a little nuances I mean language is such a it's, it's almost like a living being, isn't it? So I will, I will get there eventually. For now, I can, you know, say a couple of things here and there, but... Thank you so much, Marta. For this. Thank you so much for having and, uh, me. And I will tag everything we talked about so you can follow Marta and also hopefully once you have your book out. Yes. I can tag that too. And uh, bye, everyone.